I'm Sharika. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is The In Between. Okay, so Sharika, last week, yep. we ended with me asking a question mm-hmm. about what if the Bible was just made up of stories? Meaning, mm-hmm. what if it wasn't actually literal? A lot of them were just parables. And we ended there uh-huh. to let people think, but right. you did have a lot that you wanted to say about it. So, yeah. What happens if there was no Isaac to sacrifice, if it was just a parable? Does that change anything for you? How do you, what's the initial feelings that that brings up? Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, um, so for me, I guess it's two different things. When you say it that way, it's a little bit different. So, like, yeah, I can't touch Isaac, yeah, as being just a story. Um, I get where it makes you more comfortable to think, it's just a story. It could not have possibly happened that God would ask Abraham to um, sacrifice his son. But because I totally believe in prophetic foreshadowing, I feel like there's something in that story that God is showing us that it's to come. And so, of course, that could be a God could use parables to show us. Right. Um, Jesus spoke in parables. Those things um, to show us what's coming for sure. Um, but I, what I hear the question being is, where would my faith stand yeah. if there was proof? That everything in the Bible is just a parable and everything. And then my basing my life on these stories, right? Um, and I don't think I'm at that place anymore where I would. Um, but it's still a hard thing to hear. Like, I have to talk myself through it. As I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, that's fine to believe that, yeah, you can still be safe. Like, you know, I'm like going through, like, it's not going to all fall apart if you feel like it's possible that Abraham himself was a parable that someone was talking about like it's not gonna all fall apart but like the first thing you hear when you hear somebody say that it's like because I feel like whatever God said is true right if God said it it's real and that's it I don't care if it doesn't make sense it's not supposed to make sense it's God and so and part of me feels like everything the Bible says is what God said and so how do you separate those two things like you know I feel like right now and if God said the sky is red, what will happen is the sky will turn red. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Um, because what he says is what is, you know, um, or our perception of red will be different. Whatever, whatever he says is real. And so um, that's a challenge for me like, like to talk through. But I do, I like to feel like my faith is at a place where Jesus would be Jesus no matter what. And that I would still be... I would still follow Jesus. I do struggle sometimes with whether or not you'd be a Christian, quote unquote, because I feel like some of the things that we say about Christianity um, and some of the things Christianity has become for us is not something I'm super proud of. Yeah. Um, but so I'd like to say I'd have a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, regardless of whether or not every story in the Bible is a parable, even though part of me wants to cross my fingers when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> Now, is it easier Uh to say that a lot of the Bible, it's not that it's just total stories, Mm -hmm. but it's written from somebody's perspective that either one didn't necessarily have the whole story or just wrote from their lens, their perspective. Because if you and I wrote a story Mm -hmm. about the same thing that we both saw, we're going to write... 
about something probably a little bit differently. Like right. the way we're going to say it is going to be a little bit different. It's both true, yes. but you're going to probably put in a detail that I would leave out and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, and that's definitely more comfortable. Um, and I, I try to veer from comfort because I don't know if that's the goal to always be comfortable. But it's definitely more comfortable. Um, <laughs> it's definitely more comfortable to say that I believe that God allowed creative license. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but at the same time, because God is sovereign, I have to say this. I don't know why. I have to, you know, um, caveat this, if that's the right word, um, with the fact that if God is sovereign, that he is only going to allow for so much license. He's not going to let people just be writing things that are completely outside of his will. Um, even though I think where I think where people get stuck when I have these conversations with people who want to, who want to like use the Bible against me. Is that you, you're reading someone's life story and you want to say, well, if that happened in that person's life, then God can't be good. How, you know, that's just a big jump, you know, because it's like God never said he was Rahab. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not being Rahab just because I use her or she becomes um, a key f- a figure in a story. doesn't mean that's his personality or that we should all be her personality. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a stretch. And I think that's where people get hung up. If God allowed it, allowed it to be written in the Bible, then it must be the way Christians should live. If that makes sense. Um, and I think that's not the case. I, I was watching a, a documentary on the Bible one time and I saw, it was, actually it wasn't a documentary, it was like a movie where they were playing like the book of John or something. I don't know what book it is. But it was like Peter and Paul were talking and Paul wanted to go on another mission or whatever and Peter said no I need to stay home with my wife and Paul said it's better that I'm not married right and in that context I feel like it's two guys who want to do two different things and he's like yeah that's why I'm glad I don't have a wife two different things I don't think that Paul was like you know and that moment based on the way they did the movie yeah that Paul was saying forever for eternity it's better that no one is married you know we take that out for thousands of years to mean if Paul said it then that's the way it is. Um, and it kind of helped me to see at some points, Paul and Peter, James and John are all just guys figuring this stuff out mm-hmm. with a, a, a man who died. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're just figuring it out like us. And so when we look at it in that way, it's like we can, we can glean from it. And, um, but it still has to be, it has to be weighed with the relationship with Jesus and the person of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's where I, you know, I can't. That's where I draw my line. That's as far as I can go with creative license. Yeah. So, what about this statement? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Bible is not, never has been, and never will be the center of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. How does that make you feel? Yeah, uh, when I first hear it, it's like, what? Like, what? You know, um, it's not the center of Christian faith. But... When I say it enough times, I know that Jesus is the center of the Christian faith, not the Bible. The Bible is a, gosh, it's so hard because in the tradition I grew up in, Jesus and the Bible are like, and God was the word, and the word was with God. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make you feel like, or I don't say they, you know, like a cute story, but um, I, I grew up feeling like it's all mingled together in one thing, right? I can't get with you ever saying Jesus is not the center of a Christian faith. Um, but when I think about the Bible as it's a book that God has anointed, like, and it has, it's supernatural and has lasted through time, but it's not the center of our faith. I can say that. But I literally have to go through it that way in my mind. Because um, yeah. it sounds, what? 
Because <laughs> the Bible uh-huh. says, look through me right. to Jesus. Right. Right. That's good. So it, it decenters itself. Yep. That's really good. Yeah. And we get stuck if we don't do that. That's where you have those issues when people get stuck. And where we have so many denominations and fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. Because I have a scripture that proves your scripture wrong. Um, and we can fight for centuries over these two scriptures and never meet Jesus. Yep. When in reality, um, so the book talks about the story of Jackie Robinson, uh-huh. I believe. Mm-hmm. And yep. how um, it was based on a true story. But I think a couple different people wrote about him. And mm-hmm. each wrote from a different perspective of his life. Mm-hmm. So the story was different. But both stories were true. Were true. Yep. And both pointed at him and his life, just different aspects of his life. So I think it's easy in the New Testament yeah. to say, you know, with the Gospels, mm-hmm. all of the authors wrote from their perspective through their lens about Jesus. Right. So that's, for me, that's easy yeah. to say. Now, when we go back to the Old Testament yeah. and say all of the Old Testament is 100% yeah. true um, and not true like, well, I guess, yeah, true. We go back and say every single story is just that. It's a story. It's based on a real account. Then things do kind of start to fall apart because if we take just the Canaanites mm-hmm. who were we're told that God told Israel to totally wipe them out. Mm -hmm. Then that does start to point to God's character, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe God is a violent God. Right. And it doesn't, that description of God doesn't sign up today. Like, so I remember reading that in the book. That part really got to me and still I'm wrestling with, um, because it's true. I, I, if an army of people right now, decided that God told them to go and just wipe out a whole country of people because they're God's people and those people are not God's people. And so they have right to their land because we are God's people. I would say you're deceived, right? I'm pretty sure we did that. Oh, yeah. Like, think back, right? When History has shown <laughs> that Christians have done that. What what America was founded on right. was that. And right. it was Christians said, like, this is what the Bible says. We're coming to take this land. Right. We have this right. Yeah. And we don't think that that was right. Right. So that does kind of point to the Bible mm-hmm. not being an instruction manual. Whether the story oh, is true or not. definitely not an instruction manual to look at it through the lens of, okay, well, the Canaanites did this, so let me do that. Right. Like, yeah, I don't even know how you get to that. I mean, but I, I think that people who say the Bible is an instruction manual and we should follow exactly what it says... Um, now those people do, I think, only say follow the New Testament because yeah, the Old Testament. Yeah, they skip. They have that's to skip Old Covenant, stuff. right? So, In order to say that, you have to skip right. things. But if we have to skip things, that means we have to be viewing the Bible wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else he says in here is that even though the laws of the Old Testament were real and sincere means by which Israel connected with God. Mm-hmm. The fact that they are in the Bible doesn't mean they are automatically timeless right. and have permanent staying power. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, I mean, do you eat pork? I do. Do you eat lobster? I do. 
People so, shave their heads, all those things. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and Leviticus, so you're not supposed to do any of those. Right. right. But also, mm-hmm. it talks about mm-hmm. how if you're a virgin and you sleep with someone, yep. then that man has to marry you. Right. Or he at least has to pay your father for right. you. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't hold up now because it was cultural. Yeah, and I think that, I think why that has never bothered me um, is because I do see that as a law, right? As human law um, that God used um, to keep his people separate or pure or whatever. Um, I don't think I have an issue with that as much as because anything that I feel like Jesus came back and corrected for people, then it makes sense to me. Like, okay, well, they had a little bit confused. Um, Jesus came back and fixed it. It's fine. You know, um, we can't put these, even when it came down to eating that, like Peter had to have a whole moment with that in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Jesus was like, you can eat what I say you can eat. And he had a whole argument with him about that. Um, So I can get with that. Um, I think that for me, the issue is more like when we start saying, I think people automatically assume just because it happened, it's a law. You know what I'm saying? And some things you pick out, like, yeah, just... Like, I'm using Rahab, right? So, they people say, oh, how did he just use this person and she's a prostitute or whatever? But it never told you to. But then people say, oh, well, he told her a lie. You know what I'm saying? And you're, like, you're picking things right. out to be a command. And I think that some things are commands and some things are stories and some things are events that happen. You know what I'm saying? And, not, and we learn from all of it, but not all of it means this is what we're supposed to do. And people know that because they don't do half of it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what, what person do you know? They will say to your face, yeah, I'll do everything the Bible says. But what person do you know that does? I don't know anyone that does any ceremonial ceremonial cleansing. <sighs> right. All the washing. And, and if the... they do do those things, they're not doing other things. You just don't have right. time right. to be doing all the things. It's yeah. just not possible. And that's why I really am grateful for Jesus saying, oh, you know, I'm freeing you from all those things. But I do like, I think I struggle with the notion of saying it's not, you know, like I can get with not all of it is something we're supposed to do, but I can't get with none of it is stuff we're supposed to do. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't, they're the two extremes, both I reject, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. So being able to say that some of it is just giving you a historical context, cultural context of what was going on and it's not timeless. We don't follow all of that. Right. But to say, and that that's cool, but mm-hmm. to say that Eve didn't talk to a literal serpent uh-huh. mm-hmm. would be like, mm. uh, No, not for me. No, okay. Um, not for me, just because, I don't know, I've just been, I'm a, I don't want to say logical because that sounds rude. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it takes faith on both sides, mm-hmm. right? It takes faith to say, Maybe Eve did talk to a talking serpent. It takes a lot of faith. It takes faith to say maybe she didn't. Maybe but it the was Bible just a is story. still true. Yeah. Either way, it takes faith. And for me, the goal is to have faith. Um, so I'm not real stuck on one way or the other, whether yeah. it's right or wrong. Um, that just maybe back in the day before I went through my Saturday and met Jesus personally, maybe you could shake me. I remember in a youth group one time thinking. My parents were Muslim if I be Muslim. Hmm. I mean, because that's how you grew up, right? That's all you know, you know? Yeah. Like, I speak English because everybody speaks English, you know? So, what I think differently, and I had to go through my own crisis of faith to figure stuff out on my own. And a lot of things still in the Bible don't make sense to me. But Jesus 
it's so real like it don't really matter to me yeah <laughs> like i don't know it just doesn't matter whether she spoke to him or not i mean but some of the stuff he said in the book was helpful because you know like well maybe that's true you know maybe they did take their own license of um hearing god the way they wanted to hear him but again god allowed it to be in scripture for some reason for us to see something yeah. so let me see what i can figure out god is trying to say in this hard passage of the Canaanites who we love so much killing people like murdering people yeah yeah like, murdering people like i was fine with that part but when he said um it's not possible that they walked around the wall seven times i was like what <laughs> i literally wrote that like literally wrote that in the margin of the book it would have taken them a really long time mm-hmm. to physically walk around it seven times yeah yeah, I still can't get with that. I'm just like, I haven't studied it. So I'm like, let me look at it and I'll come back to you on that. I mean, it doesn't have to be those exact numbers, but you he, I think he said something like, it's not possible there was a wall or like it was the way the cities were built or something. Something, yeah. I can't remember exactly, but I was just like. But so, okay, so that's actually a good example yeah. because the wall of Jericho. Right. Um, I feel like that's a small thing mm-hmm. that we can all talk about and like, yeah. okay. Cause maybe, maybe jumping to, you know, Eve talking to a serpent and yeah. the fruit not even necessarily being yeah. what we yeah. think it is. That that's also maybe a little bit for some people, stands. they'd be like, yeah. but for some people they'd be like, no, it has to be Eve. Right. Like, but a wall. Yeah. I think. It's not a huge thing. So mm-hmm. there's no wall, Sharika. Yeah. I don't know so what, but if there yeah. wasn't like, yeah. does that, would that shake your faith? Like, right. if it ended up being that that story, that the wall mm-hmm. was just used as a metaphor, mm-hmm. does that change what we should take from the story? Absolutely not. I right. think the principle should stand. I do feel, though, where the fear comes in for people, where people don't want to do that. Because it's like, okay, if I can prove that all this time, this part says this and does not. There's absolutely... Like, if you come back and say, okay, they perceived it as a wall. You know what I mean? Like, some people say when they saw locusts in the future, like in Revelations, when they're saying locusts, it's probably helicopters. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can kind of make it work, then people can, they feel safe with it, right? But if if there's no way to make it work, I can understand where how atheists are born. Like, if I can pull the, the yarn a little bit from the mm-hmm. sweater, and if I keep pulling it, the whole thing may just fall apart, right? And to say, this scripture sits here and says exactly this, and you're going to tell me, it's absolutely not possibly true at all. And there's no way to say, oh, they perceived it this way or something. I can see why that would be scary. It's scary for me to think about. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, it's not scary to think about mm-hmm. just because I feel like since I moved to Richmond, which it's been like five years. I said I was staying for a year. I just need to throw that <laughs> yep. in. It's been like five years. But since I've moved here, I have had like a constant crisis of faith. Yeah. Of like really questioning. Yeah. I went through a brief season where I didn't even know if I believed in God at all. Yeah. Um, and luckily I had a significant amount of people just sit with me in it and be like, we know that you're going to come back around. Like, yeah. You're cool. But in this whole process of the past five years of like breaking it all down and now in the process of totally relearning, if there was no wall, mm-hmm. if like all the stories were just stories, yeah. just parables, or some of it was written because it was just something perceived. Because yeah. if you perceive something that's not if really there, it's still not really there. Yeah. You might have perceived it, but yeah. if it wasn't there, it wasn't there. And to me, I'm like, well, 
that's fine because what we need to take away from the Bible and how we need to live our life is 100% the same whether the wall of Jericho was actually a wall, they thought it was a wall, Mm -hmm. or they just used that as an example. Mm -hmm. Or whether Isaac was really supposed to be sacrificed. Or to me... It's safety. To me, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, Job could have just been a story of every man. Yeah. And not a literal person. Yep. And for some people, they're like, absolutely not that whole... No. And you know what's weird? Job is a hard one. It's a really hard one, but I'm cool with Job. But Jericho, not so much. (laughs) See, and that's that's just funny. Yeah, it's really funny. It's just, I guess it depends on how you connect with the story and things and stuff like that. Um, I'm just like, some things feel like historical fact to me, and I kind of hold them as that. Yeah. And other things obviously feel like license. You know what I mean? But it could, to someone else, totally be the opposite. Right. Right. To other people, it could be like, oh, it's just a wall. Whatever. But Job has to be a literal person or none of it means anything. Right. And... I think now 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I would have fought with you about a lot. Like yeah. I would have been like, nope, there was a wall. There yep. was really a serpent. All this stuff really happened because I had to keep this box. Or Jesus isn't real. Or Jesus isn't real. And yeah. I could not yeah. go in that because I was already on that line all the yeah. time. But I worked for ministries. Yeah. I worked for churches. And if I started to question those things, mm-hmm. if I let the wall of Jericho not be a wall, it's all everything over. literally yeah. fall apart. It's yeah. It's all over. I'm not a Christian. Jesus doesn't exist. All of that. But Mm -hmm. now I can let myself question it more. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that takes more faith. I mean, and I think that for me, I feel like that's all God ever asked us for. I don't know how we got so far away where we're coming up with all this other stuff. But that's where it always comes back to. um, That we're supposed to have faith in him as a person and and our relationship with him and all the other things are... I don't want to say tools, but just for lack of a better word, they're just the... They're supposed to be what points us to Jesus. Yes. So like yeah. like he says, how the Bible is supposed to decenter itself and yes. that's point to Jesus. Yeah. Like that's what everything should be. So mm-hmm. whether somebody falls on the side of the Bible that it's all just a bunch of parables, mm-hmm. all those parables should still totally point to Jesus right. and yep. our faith in him. Mm-hmm. Or... If there has to be that wall, there was a physical wall in Jericho, mm-hmm. there has to be. As long as it still points to Jesus. Yes, it should still bring you back to him. And I think that's the thing that has I've been able to settle with a little bit more in my old age. In your 40 old now. age? Yeah, I just hit 40, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I know, like, when you say that, and I say to you, I'm not sure about it, I can stop at that and not be upset with you as a person. Because I know I haven't had time to sit down with Jesus, yeah. and, and I haven't t- had time to study it. Um, but I would take it back to him. Okay, Lord, you tell me because these people out here are saying all kind of craziness and I don't have time. That's how I feel. I, you know, I'll take it back to my journal, Lord, tell me what are you saying? Um, rather than like in my younger years, I would have just been like, I don't know if I can be friends with Megan because she doesn't believe in the wall. I of Jericho. was like that. You know what I, mean? I wouldn't even talk to you. <laughs> like, what if... kind of Christian are you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you can't even believe the simple things, you know. Um, yep. But God has like grown me in that way. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I know we would not be doing this. Together. No, we would not be here today if we were stuck on those things. Yeah. So that's what I thought was good about the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he does. I mean, to me, I, a lot of, most of it, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I do think he is good at bringing it back around yeah. to where, I mean, I can think of 
a lot of people who, mm-hmm. if I said read this book, they'd read it and be like, Megan, you're not a Christian yeah, anymore. Yeah. You need, we need to pray for you. Yep, yep. Um, and I would just never talk to those people again. Oh! So if I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. They actually would not talk yeah. to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he does do a good job of trying to stay balanced, even though you know what his view is. Yes. And it, the thing that I loved about him, actually, at toward the end, um, I was like, okay, Peter. You know what I mean? It's because he kept me on a hook for a very long time. Um, which challenged me. You know what I mean? He didn't come from the beginning and say, I'm going to challenge you, but at the end, I believe what you believe. He let me go forever, not knowing exactly what he believed. Um, And that was a challenge for me, and it made me want to grow into that space some more, where I'm not... My belief can be important to me, but it doesn't have to be the front face of me all the time. Like, I think that's what polarizes the church sometimes. We have to put the fact as our personality and so we can't meet people who completely disregard the fact yeah we can't love those people we can't sit with them um because that is the front face and he didn't do that he just kept me hanging i don't know what he was talking about for (laughs) like so are you a christian or not did you do you believe that jesus died or not like that's how i was feeling that and that made me feel like oh if that's how you have to be sharika there's some stuff you got to work on yeah if you got to be like that you gonna read this whole book (laughs) i have to push myself i'm not gonna lie yeah I think, yeah, I think it's good. And I think people, everyone should read this book. Yeah, even if they good. come on the side of like, he's just crazy, he's mm-hmm. jaded, he's bitter. Yeah. That's okay. I think it's still something worth yeah. challenging ourselves. And, and, and I think that's the point. Like, is it okay for someone to come back and think theater was bitter and us still be okay and still be able to have the conversation? Like, can we learn from each other in that? Um, yeah. I think that's the point. Yeah. Maybe we should start a book club on this. <laughs> on this book? Yeah. yeah. I'll see who comes. I, I, I'm i not going to tell you who it was, but I lent the book to someone else when I finished it and they brought it back to me and was like, I, I don't know how you read that. I can't get through it. So we'll see who we can get to come. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> so in wrapping up, there's just one part um, at the very end that I want to read and okay. just to leave people thinking about yeah and again the book is called the bible tells me so by peter ends is that how you say it ends i think if yeah. not peter ever listens to this we're sorry we love you your name we love you we peter. love you <laughs> so it says the biblical writers were storytellers writing about the past was never simply about understanding the past for its own sake but about shaping molding and creating the past to speak to the present getting the past right wasn't the driving issue. Who are we now was. I think that's yeah. a good place to end. Who are who we are now yeah. is the driving issue. It's a point. Yeah. Who is Jesus? Who are we? Yep. Yeah. And that's seeing good. it through that lens, yeah. I think, can help us even when we disagree about other things. And help us treasure the Bible better. Not run from it, hide from it. Right. Um, take parts out throw them away yep right it all Mm -hmm. points to something yes and should all point to jesus yeah that's good all right guys well we will see you next next time time. bring your coffee yep (laughs) 